and welcome to a basketball edition of the Hangout in the Holy Land podcast coming to you from Land Grant Holy Land, SB Nation site for all things Ohio State. Tonight we've got a special basketball show with Land Grant Holy Land's lead voice, Patrick Mayhorn, getting me, former LGHLer Alexis Chasen, the casual OSU basketball fan, ready for the season. Patrick, how are you? Um, I'm doing great. I love talking about Ohio State basketball. I'm going to be doing a lot of Ohio State basketball coverage for the site this season um, and super excited about this team. Really excited to, to preview them a little bit. Well, and that's why I'm super excited about this because I'm admittedly an inconsistent basketball fan. I wouldn't say I'm a bandwagon fan since I don't really care if they're always winning per se, but I'm more into the energy and excitement they have. And that being said, the last time I was super into the Buckeyes was during the Aaron Kraft era. But this team under Chris Holtman seems to have that same type of energy. And I really want to get excited about it and follow the team this year. So that's kind of where you come in. You follow the team way more closely than I do. And I wanted to pick your brain about some of the important things that I should know as we head into Holtman's second year. So why are we excited about Chris Holtman? Well, the the thing about Chris Holtman that's that's very uh, unique and and interesting is, is kind of the approach that he takes not just to coaching basketball but to his relations with fans, with media. He's super likable. He's like there's really there's no better way to describe it than there's a there's an energy that Chris Holtman puts off in everything that he does that just is it's it's endearing he's very earnest everything he says is is very like he he's not quick to take credit for the things that he does a lot of the time last season after big wins he would credit Thad Mata for recruiting this roster that that was so successful last year when he was I, I think it was before the season started last year there was a day where he was at a, a Raising Cane's on campus and he bought everyone that came through lunch um he's just He's very nice. It seems like he's a generally nice person. Um, and he he did a lot to to reach out and get fans to games last year. And that was really encouraging after several years of Ohio State basketball really not being even worth watching. Um, in terms of actual coaching on the court and, and off the court stuff, Ohio State was really good last year. Ohio State was a, a legitimately very good basketball team. They were 25 and nine, uh, very nearly won the Big Ten. Ended up finishing second, but they they had some some huge wins. They beat Michigan State, which was the number one team in the country at home. Um, there was a, a really exciting environment for that game. It was I think as loud as I've heard Ohio State basketball be in several years. Uh, they came back from down 14 at Purdue to um, that that actually gave them sole possession of the Big Ten at that time. Oh wow. But, yeah, they were they were just winning big games. They were they were stepping up and making making the plays that we really hadn't seen them make in a while. I mean, they they came back from from down 14 in the second half at a, a top five Purdue team, and they, they were hitting you know they were hitting big shots. They were hitting game winners. They were coming back from down like 20 at the half against Michigan. It was just there was an exciting energy around the program that we really hadn't seen before, um, at least not since the you know, the early 2010s with Jared Sullinger and Aaron Kraft and those guys. Oh, absolutely. It seems that energy and excitement sort of, you know, propels the winning mentality. And yeah. to have Holtman really embrace the fans and the students, it seems like that energy from inside the program and outside of it is really starting to grow. And I remember when Columbus was all 
you know, basketball, like we were going to the final four, it was all fun. And then for a few years, it's like, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) So it's nice to like feel that buzz again, where I feel like people are actually talking about the basketball team in a good way, not like lamenting about them. Yeah, I think that Columbus is a great sports town in general. I think it's a great basketball town. There's there's not a pro team here. There's not even like a minor league pro team here. And when Ohio State is able to put a, a fun product on the court and the the players have endeared themselves to the fans, they make big plays, they win big games, people are more than willing to come out and support. And we really saw that last season in the second half of the year. I think it was a it was a pretty minor game. It was against a, a bad Illinois team, and they actually sold out the the arena, which was like the first time that they had done that since I think 2013. And it was it was just because people wanted to come out and support the team, and it, they were they were definitely a fun team to support. And I, I think that a lot of that is due to you know the the fact that this staff did a great job of developing those players. The players obviously stepped up and improved quite a bit in just one year under Holtman and I think that that's you know that's a credit to Holtman that's a credit to the the work that those guys put in but this is a city that loves Ohio State basketball and Ohio State basketball is just when they can when they can put a good team on the floor it's it's very easy to get that energy going oh yeah people show up and when people show up I feel like recruits will show up and I know that he's already done a pretty good job um, with recruiting and I imagine that's just getting better the more like as more the program does yeah in um in 2018 which was his his first actual class here he was here to finish out the 2017 class and brought in a guy like Musa Jallo who was not committed to to Thad Mata but did commit to Chris Holtman but in 2018 his first class he brought in two four stars and two three stars it was it was an okay class it wasn't great it came in at about 27th nationally but there are some guys in that class who are i think going to be really good guys like luther muhammad who is a um i think a lot of people on the internet know him as kind of a viral star because he's been in kind of the um the the way that we've seen several high school recruits recently kind of blow up for their highlight plays luther muhammad was one of those guys You've got guys like um, Dwayne Washington, who's who's pretty good point guard coming out of California. Justin Aarons, who is actually he's an Ohio native, which he's he's the only one in the class, which is pretty surprising. Usually, you see more of those. And then Jaden Ladee, who is um, he's a he's a bigger power forward, another four star. So the the 2018 class was certainly solid, but I think the majority of the excitement around the program right now, because there's plenty of excitement around the program, is because of what Holtman has done in 2019. Um, they just pretty much wrapped the class, I think, just a little while ago when they landed a four-star power forward, EJ Liddell. But he joined Alonzo Gaffney, a former Ohio um, player who actually went to, uh, he goes to high school in New Hampshire now, but he's a high four-star, and then five-star point guard, DJ Carton. And it's the fifth best class in the country. It's It's a very, very good class, and there's a lot of excitement about it for good reason, I think. Is there anyone like a young Aaron Kraft? I feel like Dan Dakich sort of like filled that role a little bit last year. You know, he got the rosy cheeks even and all. But <laughs> uh, I just miss that sort of scrappy guy who's in 110% on every play. Like even when he shouldn't be and it's kind of ludicrous, like it's amazing. <laughs> um, I think Luther Muhammad can be that guy. He's he's very, very aggressive. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. He, um, he takes pride in his man-on-man defense. He's really 
going out not just to win the play, but to to almost embarrass the guy that he's going up <laughs> against. Um, and he's he's very physical, very fun to watch. I think Musa Jallo can be a guy like that. He was really good on defense last season. Um, Andre Wesson, I think, is going to take a big step forward this year. He was good last year on defense, and actually, as a um, as a six six forward, he stepped in and shut down Purdue's seven foot one Isaac Haas. Um, and that was super impressive. He was a huge part of what won them that game was him being able to shut down a, a much bigger player. Even a guy like Keyshawn Woods, who's a he's a graduate transfer from Wake Forest. He was pretty good at defense there. He loved to take the charges like Aaron Kraft did. Um, and I, I think Keyshawn is a bit more competent on offense than Aaron Kraft was, which is part of the the charm of Aaron Kraft. Right. Just woefully unable to improve his offense almost <laughs> to a fault at times but I think Keyshawn Woods can fill that role even a guy like CJ Jackson who's been here for a couple of years that's just I, I don't know if there's one individual guy who's really going to be able to to bring the the energy defensively and just in general that Aaron Kraft did but the way that Chris Holtman's defense works is that there's so many rotations there's so many switches it's it's very chaotic and he expects all of his players to play with a ton of energy. And last season, they really did. So I think that you could see that that out of a lot of guys on the defense, even some guys who aren't necessarily guards. And what about like three blur debler? Is there anybody who's like excellent with the long shot? Um, CJ Jackson started to figure it out last year. He was actually brought to Ohio State from a, a junior college as kind of a, a three-point specialist, but forced mm. into a point guard role. Um, but this year with Keyshawn Woods on the team, who's uh, a more true point guard, I think CJ is going to be able to, to kind of shift into the player he was expected to be. Um, whether that means lighting it up like, uh, Diebler did, I, I don't think that that's super likely because John Diebler was a fantastic shooter, but I think CJ Jackson can really knock it down from three. I, I've mentioned him a couple times now, but I'm really pushing hard for Luther Muhammad. He's, he's <laughs> a very, very fun all-around player. I think that he could be a great shooter like that as well. Um, even a guy like Justin Aarons comes to Ohio State. He's he's not really the same kind of player as Diebler. He's a bit more of a forward, but he can really shoot. He he came to Ohio State as a sharpshooter. He was a sharpshooter in high school. So I, I think that when he's on the floor, he could be that that kind of guy as well. Nice. And so for if you're pushing Luther Muhammad, do you think he's here for more than one season? Like, can I get attached to the guy? I think you can. I um, I don't think that he's really the kind of guy that's that's going to be gone after just one season. I think that he does have some developing to do. He's he's got some some maturity to work on, too, with his, um, you know, he's he's a very cocky player and that can be <laughs> very fun, but it can also get you in some trouble sometimes. Um but he's he's super talented, and I do think that he'll be here for at least two years, probably three. Some some other young guys on this team that I think would be really worth following. Musa Jallo was super encouraging last year as a 17-year-old. He he actually skipped his final year of high school and uh, reclassified so that he could come to Ohio State a year early. Oh wow! Um, and he was he was very solid last year as as such a young player filling in for a roster that really just needed bodies. Um, so I think that he's a guy that, that you can kind of focus on. Um, I think Caleb Wesson is going to be here for probably all four years. And he's, I think that he's probably the most talented big man Ohio State has seen since Jared Sullinger. He might even be more talented. He's just, he's extremely good at what he does. And he's only going to get better and more refined as a player. So there's, I mean, this is a super young team. I think a lot of this, this core of guys are going to be here for a while. 
Um, so maybe not as much focusing on individuals, but just the the core of guys that they have here, the four freshmen that they just brought in, and guys like Caleb Wesson can really be stars for the next couple of years. And I think that's really exciting, and there's a really exciting core at Ohio State right now. Yeah, that's part of the fun of getting attached to a team and getting back into, you know, being excited about them. I feel like is when you have those one and done and like a big turnover, it's really hard to keep that. Oh, he's my favorite player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I can't imagine how Kentucky fans do it. <laughs> no, I just, you're fans of the team, I guess at that point, but yeah. it's not as fun. You're like, Oh, like look at Aaron Kraft. He dove for the 12th time this game. <laughs> great. Yeah. I think that was part of the charm of last season's team was that, Ohio State fans had really kind of been through it with uh, with Jay Sean Tate and Kata mm-hmm. Bates Diop and even a guy like Cam Williams and we really come to to know those guys and know their struggles under Thad Mata and to see them finally putting it together last season was extremely exciting and I think that there could be more stories like that of guys really developing under Holtman because that's something that he takes pride in. Well, and it's great because to have that kind of energy and excitement, I mean, and putting in the effort, it's sort of overshadows any lack of talent you know because like last year I don't know if they were the most talented group but they pulled some stuff off it seems because you know they had that energy and the swagger and they were able to make it work find ways to win yeah I think that that's a fair assessment is that they they really made up for what was essentially a lack of a star coming into the season and, and Kayla obviously was able to step up and really take the reins there but it was not a super deep team. I think that they had um, roughly eight capable players, and one of them was Andrew Dockich, who was a former walk-on at Michigan. And it was just the the chemistry of the team, the culture of the team, was really centered around playing well together and being able to make up for a, a talent disadvantage and for a depth disadvantage by playing Chris Holtman's system, by not trying to do too much and it, it worked super well for them and that's a big part of what made the team so good last year. I'm getting excited already. <laughs> <laughs> so which games do I definitely need to star on my calendar as like do not miss? Um, early on in the season the um, their non-conference schedule isn't super tough which is helpful because I, I, this is a, a really young team. I think they could use some time to to gel. But the second game of the season against Cincinnati, which is at Cincinnati, should be really good. Uh, Mick Cronin's a really good coach, and Cincinnati is always a pretty consistent power. Syracuse is a top 25 team on uh, Wednesday, November 28th. That's a home game, so I'm hoping that there will be a, a good crowd for that. Um, UCLA is always good in December. I think both games against Michigan State are going to be awesome. Michigan State is one of just a couple teams in the Big Ten that are getting preseason buzz. It's, it's a somewhat down year in the conference. Um, both games against Purdue, same story. Unfortunately, there's only one game against Michigan this year. They, they didn't get the the two-game rotation, but that one game should be really good. Michigan is still good this season. That's going to be in Ann Arbor. I think outside of that, the the Indiana game will be worth catching. I, I'm certainly going to watch as many games as I can. But, right. <laughs> um, for for the best games, I, I think that those are the ones to to focus on is the the big time Big Ten matchups and then UCLA, Syracuse, and Cincinnati. It's so weird how different basketball and football is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like this list of teams, I'm like, wow, you would never say this on a football podcast. Yeah, you got Cleveland State on here, UNC Pembroke. I don't even know where that school is. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. So do we make the uh, 
NCAA tournament again? I think so. I, I'm not sure if they'll be a five seed. I think it might be a little bit trickier of a year without a true star, although we said that going into last season too, and then Kata stepped up and was a huge part of that team. And I think C.J. Jackson could be a guy like that this year. But I, I do think it's it's kind of a down year in the Big Ten. It's kind of a wait and see for, for Michigan State, for Indiana, for Purdue, for Michigan, a lot of the top teams in the conference. And while Ohio State isn't getting a ton of hype because their roster's super young, they lost four seniors, it's, it's always difficult to come back from that. I do think that I'm willing to trust Chris Holtman at this point and willing to, to buy into them making the tournament despite not really knowing a ton about this team right now and what these guys will actually look like on the court because they've, they've really established a culture here and they've really established a way that they do things. And to this point, there's no real reason to to doubt that culture. So I do think that they get in probably as a six or seven seed. Well, and it seemed like they they went to Spain this summer and yeah. did some like team bonding stuff. So hopefully that's sort of reflected on the court too. Yeah, there were some really fun videos and pictures that came out of that trip to Spain. I think that there was one of um, some of the guys playing against some some local kids in a like a street soccer match. Yes, um, and it it seems to be a team that really gets along well. And um, I I do I'm a big fan of those um, those preseason trips and and taking these guys somewhere nice and letting them see the world and kind of um, building the the team chemistry. And I think that that's a really great way to do it. Absolutely. And especially with like what we were talking about earlier and the team chemistry, you know, helping to boost the team overall, their performance, you know, that should only be a good thing, I would imagine. Yeah. In in basketball, I think that's a really big deal because all five guys on the court really have to work well together. You can't have one guy kind of dragging behind either with a lack of energy or with a a lack of wherewithal of what he's supposed to be doing. And I we really didn't see that much last year. Generally, all five guys on the floor were, were successful and knew what they were doing. And I think it should look pretty similar this year, even if there's not a ton of established talent on this team. <sighs> I'm really excited now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun I team. Really, it should be a I, really fun year. Well, and that's why I was, I was feeling the excitement, but I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I just really wanted to pick your brain a little bit. So thank you so much for breaking all of this down for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Happy to do it. Well, you can find more great stuff from Patrick on Twitter at Patrick underscore Mayhorn, M-A-Y-H-O-R-N. And definitely check out the big and beautiful men's basketball preview. You, by the way, did an amazing job on that. Well, thank you. And uh, you can follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at Land Grant 33. And again, I'm Alexis Chasen at Lovely Buckeye. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Bucks!